Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, reacting to the Toronto Raptors, 126-114 loss to the Boston Celtics. Riker has the Walmart Raptors hat out right from the jump, and Riker, this was a playoff rematch against a brutal rival in the Eastern Conference, a game that we really came out fired up against, and then... Inevitably, we had one of the worst games of the season on one of the worst starts we probably have had in franchise history, which is a pretty low bar. So, Riker, what are your just thoughts on this team right now? Because we just look in absolute turmoil. And let me welcome us with an alternate intro. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Walmart Digest. We're breaking down the Boston Celtics. What was the score? 126-114 win against the LA Fitness 4.30 p.m. Thursday afternoon men's team. This game was a disaster from almost start to almost finish, Ben. They started actually extremely hot from three. We know that that type of play isn't sustainable for the Raptors because they just lose steam come second, third quarter, and then frustration comes out and... It's just, it seems like a bad atmosphere on the team, the coach, everybody just seems to hang their heads so low. And, you know, ultimately what happened, you put out a bunch of Malachi Flynn with Watanabe, you put out Paul Watson, I don't even know who closed the fourth, and they went on this mini run, and Brad Stevens had to uh, put back Jason Tatum, uh, Jalen Brown in the final two minutes of the game, so... There was a little bit of spark here. I'm not overly depressed about this one, Ben. Yeah, it's at a point now, and I didn't mess up the intro today, so maybe that will unjinx the Toronto Raptors, but maybe we're at a point now where Nick Nurse is literally trying anything because we came into the season with Matt Thomas being our sixth man. Terrence Davis was a guy getting run in the start of preseason, and he even came out on a in an interview saying that those guys have really struggled doing the right things on the defensive end. He said Stanley Johnson's probably going to be the sixth man now, and that's the last person you and I expected oh, to be getting run God. at this point. This is the first <laughs> I'm hearing this, Ben. <laughs> so, you know, Back it's... Time. It's a, it's a weird situation. You and I have been calling for Nick Nurse to try and give a guy like Malachi Flynn some run, Paul Watson. And Malachi Flynn, to Nick Nurse's credit, he's been trying everything out. Nick Malachi Flynn got some run in the first, second, I think it was the second quarter, and didn't... Yeah, or, but then Peyton Pritchard came out there like an absolute god. I mean, all credit to him. Uh, mm-hmm. Jason Tatum had a fantastic game, but Pritchard came out there, and I was in awe at his, at his performance. So Malachi Flynn got you know, five upped by him tonight. Yeah, and we were really excited to see him play. Obviously, didn't have the same impact we saw in the preseason. Obviously, it's tough for a rookie who hasn't played in a bunch of games to sort of come in, taking off the Walmart. (laughs) But to come in after not playing, not sure probably if you're going to get minutes or not, and really struggle against a Boston Celtics team that have a lot of wing defenders and a lot of guys. Obviously, after a poor performance from Malachi Flynn, I'm not sure his stats pull them up here, but they're... Even with a poor sort of debut in the NBA, I'm not I'm not worried about his performance going forward. I'm really high on that draft pick, especially for a late rounder. But the rest of the team outside of Fred Van Vliet really struggled tonight. But Fred was the one sort of shining spark in this one. Siakam had a decent box score with 22 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists. But a lot of those came at the very beginning when it really mattered Siakam really wasn't there for this team and it was it was Fred carrying the way I got the camera in front of the box score right now but Fred Van Vliet with 35 points eight rebounds three assists and he was the only reason this was somewhat respectable Riker he was and I think 
I, I think everybody understands the situation. And I want to give right now a little bit of credit, not credit back, because he hasn't been playing well enough to deserve credit. But I, I want to give maybe a, a, even a little bit more breath to Pascal Siakam's struggles to start the season. I think that all of this Raptors team is deflated from not being in the Scotiabank Center, the Scotiabank Arena with fans. And when you're shooting free throws at your home court and the guys are booing, I, I think it has a psychological impact on the team. But even Matty D tonight, even Leo tonight, they're out there, they're being sarcastic every time Siakam hit a shot saying, oh, he finally hit one, like, ha, ha, ha. I, I mean, everybody is down on this guy right now. And you're right, Fred Van Vliet, he comes out, he's really the only guy that's been able to perform, which is wild. He's only six foot tall, and he's out here shooting 65% from the field, 65% from three, just having his way in the paint, which is kind of extraordinary for Fred Van Vliet, who typically struggles to get his shot once he gets into the key. Um, but tonight he was doing it over Grant Williams, Robert Williams, Daniel Tice, Tristan Thompson. He was scoring over whoever he wanted to, Ben. Yeah, no, a thousand percent. Fred Van Vliet obviously got that contract extension or free agency. We re-signed him this summer and he's been living up to that contract. Certainly OG Anobi got extended this or this during midseason and He's looked a bit up and down, had one or two good games, but still hasn't taken that leap we were we were hoping for him, obviously being a guy compared to Kawhi Leonard early in his career, and hasn't really developed those on... His handle was really tight in the bubble, and it just kind of seems like he regressed back to the player he was pre-pandemic in terms of just being a floater, 3 and D guy, obviously a phenomenal defender, but not able to create his own shot and struggles with sort of driving the lane and finishing when there's other defenders around him, doesn't really create for other people. So OG Anobi, we're still hoping to take that leap. And I want to build off your Siakam point as well, because everyone's memeing the guy, and fair enough. The guy deserves Including to be me. memed. Yeah, yeah to, he deserves to be memed at this point, where he's our number one option, he's our max contract guy, and he's struggled immensely. And Raptors fans should be fair, fair it's fair to be critical of this guy, but... Some people are taking it a little bit too far. He's not the only reason this Raptors team is bad, and you shouldn't be attacking this guy personally or anything like that. You can meme his play, keep it all on the court stuff, but just keep it at that. That's what we want to say in the comment section, our Instagram section, our TikTok section, because some people are getting pretty wild when talking about Pascal Siakam. Yeah, don't make it hateful. I yeah. mean, I, I got a couple of DMs. I put a fun meme thread onto the Instagram. I got a couple of DMs complaining that we're disparaging Pascal Siakam too much, but it's all in jest. You know, when a guy mm -hmm. is like you said, he's getting paid 30 million plus a year. He's really the number one option. He, I mean, last season, the Raptors, despite his struggles in the bubble, they brought the Celtics to game seven and within three minutes of the closing, the closing three minutes of the fourth quarter, sorry, they were within two to four points and had Pascal Siakam even been a fraction of himself, they probably could have got past that series and then really, I think, took it to the Miami Heat. So I think it's fair to say that there's more than just what's on the surface, you know, that that's really the issue here. So um, I, you're right. He deserves the memes as long as it's not hateful, yeah. I think. I think yeah. you got some noise going on in the background there. I'm not sure what that is. But in the meantime, Ben, I am going to slip back on my Walmart hat because – this has to become part of the joke. He is the Walmart version of last year's Pascal Siakam, and especially the Walmart version of the Walmart version of that championship Pascal Siakam. So until he finds a way to turn it around, we're going to keep bagging on him. 
Yeah, you, you got to be critical. That's what we're here for. This team has been struggling immensely to start off the season. But do you think we're going to turn it around, Riker? I remember at the start of the year, I sort of mentioned on the podcast that eight games in, well, after eight games, that's when you can really have a decent look at this team. But you're so, sort of expecting struggles like most of the good teams have had at the start of this year. Even Boston, the team we just played, the Nets. All these good rosters have had their ups and downs, but the Raptors have just straight up had downs right now. And, you know, 8 to 10 games is where you sort of have a look. But even if we look better now the next couple games, we play the Phoenix Suns, who have been red hot in our next one. This team looks a bit disjointed. And it's really interesting because we have a really similar roster to last year, obviously losing Ibaka, losing Gasol. Is it because we are smaller, Riker? Is it because the guys we that had solid roles for us last year regressed because I think it's a part of it all because outside of Fred Van Vliet, it looks like everyone else on this roster just isn't playing at the same level last year. We're getting killed on the glass defensively. We're fine in terms of the numbers and all the, the advanced analytics, but the, the rebounding just doesn't seem to be there. And offensively in the half court, we just don't get anything to go and that's usually where you rely on a big man like Sergi Baca to get the ball down low hit one of those mid-rangers hit some threes like he was last season or even a Marcus Gasol who was really good at passing in the mid post creating offense for people we don't have anyone doing that right now and Aaron Baines he's he's a fan favorite obviously the type the way he carries himself he's he's fun and he's a great interview he's a great person to sort of have on your team locker room guy but he has been very bad for this team and you know, Baines, zero points tonight, four rebounds. And I'm going to throw a little little segment piece in here right now. A little OGs early on in this one. Because underneath the net record, when you say OGs actually watching the game, you got to throw it in the actual segment. Completely open underneath the net as a seven-footer. He missed two completely open layups. And there wasn't really many people around him. He just decided to throw behind his head at one point and then missed another weird hook thing. Baines is struggling. Alex Len played the whole third quarter for some reason when the Raptors were still trying to fight back. Is it the bigs? Is it just an aggregate of it all? Because the Raptors are a mess right now. Yeah, well, we're about to get trounced by the Phoenix Suns, Ben, and that's a fact. You can put you can put money on that. Also, I said it will be absolutely damaging if the Raptors don't re-sign Serge Ibaka. To a one-year deal. That's all they needed to do. Give him $20 million over one year. And, you know, you played the more cautious type and said we'd probably still be fine. But I think the front court is really showing Second seed, baby. Second seed. (laughs) It's really showing what happens when you have a lack of depth. And, you know, I look at the stats when Aaron Baines was cutting up the Raptors on the Boston Celtics. And he had the benefit of being part of a really strong team but when OG Ananobi is probably having his worst season since his rookie debut in terms of just struggling to find his rhythm from outside the arc really having a lack of confidence Pascal Siakam it is what it is Fred Van Vliet is the only guy that can score you know how is Aaron Bain supposed to get his shots up in the NBA he can't create for himself so we yeah. can't really put the blame on him you know he's only ever been surrounded by either a bad team and then he's bad or a good team and he's you know relatively good can hit those dagger threes but this isn't the situation where he's going to thrive so we can't really say that this is bad front court it's more bad putting together and assembling this front court which to me comes back to Masai Ujiri in this offseason Ben yeah no a thousand percent and you look at the guys that we expected to really have roles and be strong this year and 
it seems as if everyone's underperforming, as I previously mentioned. Obviously, Lowry's been doing Lowry things, and he's been fine, but he's better when he's sort of getting everyone else going, creating for other people, doing the, the Kyle Lowry things, right? Setting up an offense, controlling, and then scoring when you need to score. And unfortunately, there hasn't been many moments that are really important enough for Lowry to just really take over games because we're we get down by so much and Kyle Lowry just yeah been doing I wanted this to thing. make that point too Ben because he's he's getting like frustrated with the refs you know making those kind of chippy mm-hmm. plays that when it's a close game it's inspiring to the team but now yep. it's like it just seems petty when we're down by 20 and he's still arguing with the refs and taking te- cheap shots like it's I don't know you're right it doesn't suit his game yeah, and Fred Van Vliet, he's been obviously great in the past couple, struggled in one or two games to start, but overall he's been great for this team. But with everyone else struggling, as we've talked about Pascal to death, we mentioned OG, we mentioned the bigs, but Norman Powell is a guy that averaged close to 20 points per game for us last season, Riker, and for stretches, obviously the longest reigning uh, uh, player of the week in NBA history because he went down, he got it uh, awarded pre-pandemic, but Norman Powell only four points tonight, just... What has happened to Norman Powell? Obviously, the New York Knicks game, we got a little bit excited, but he's just been brutal this season. Confidence, Mm. fans, and this team, Ben. There is a chemistry issue right now. There's a locker room issue. You can see it on the bench. You can see it with Nick Nurse's rotations. How are you supposed to find any rhythm when you're putting in Stanley Johnson as the sixth man, and then now you're playing Malachi as the sixth man, and you're putting, you know, there's just no consistency with this team. And I think that the Raptors are gamers, and they thrive off of the energy in the arena and hitting big threes and big blocks. That's why Chris Boucher emerged on the scene. That's why the bench mob was a thing. And, and again, I come back to this. They were booing the Raptors shooting free throws. So when you have your home court isn't even in a home court environment, you can see how those, those things start to wear down on guys that are really energy-type players. Yeah, and we'll get more to the, the Tampa Bay arena in the segments because I really want to sort of bash on them. But let's swing into the segments. And tonight... We're gonna we're gonna break it straight into the mild P play of the day, Riker. So, do you have anything in mind the the bland P play of the day? Because yeah, shout out to everyone in the comment <laughs> section that said he's stripped of the spicy label. He is now mild or bland. I love that is great. Uh, I you know he did have a good dunk in this game, but it was too little, too late then. As soon as we change the name, Riker, at least he comes back with this first spicy pile of the day, and it seems like forever, but he, he definitely deserves it tonight with a pretty nasty jam in the middle of the sun. Obviously, the Raptors were down, so it kind of hit less hard as it usually would, but it was nice to see him do something athletic, do something energized, and he had a couple moments in here where he really looked like he brought the energy, like the old Pascal Siakam, but the unfortunate things thing is it's not consistent right now. It's the bubble, we really didn't see it at all, to be fair. And right now, we're getting it in spurts, but we're getting it at the start of games. We're getting it when we're down by 20. We're not getting it when you're up by four and you want to sort of grow a lead. And we're not getting it when you're down by six and you want to chip into it and get back. Because that's when Kyle Lowry's at his greatest. That's when the best players are always at their greatest. That's when Kawhi was always carrying our team. And Siakam as that number one option. We've been calling him this. He's been getting paid like this. He hasn't been able to do it. So hopefully he turns around. It was nice to see. I think this was one of his best games so far this season because they're definitely in certain moments. He looked really good, but you want to do it the right times. And that's that's what you're going to have to do when you're getting paid 30, 35 million dollars. So 
Not all plays can be the mild play of the day, and some just make you say, oh, geez, Riker. I mentioned one earlier with Aaron Baines. Do you have anyone to sort of conjoin that? No, that was the one, Ben. Yeah, that was the one. Another one, we've been throwing them to Siakam a little bit as well, but he, he had a he had a, one of the Celtics guards guarding him, and he tried to do a spin and just completely just threw it off the front of the rim. That... That hurt to watch. OG Ananobi tried to... He had Peyton Pritchard in the low post, and he traveled. He took two steps. You literally have a six-foot guard on you. And Anyways, anyways, Ben. Yeah. What a, The final award, the final, the final segment, the one, the only, the Damari Carroll Gold Star Award for worst performance of the evening. I, I, I've left on my Walmart cap because I'm giving this one to whatever the arena is called in Tampa Bay. It's the Walmart mm-hmm. version of the Scotiabank Arena. Brutal environment, Ben. <laughs> I was pleased that somebody was willing to host the Toronto Raptors, and it turns out they ain't even Raptors fans. The Floridian, the Floridians are Boston fans. Boston. 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 <laughs> I, they're I literally... They're, they're any other team's fans. They, they, I guess it's a... In, Part of the fact the Raptors have been bad and maybe they're just rooting against them. But I don't know. The Raptors are straight up being booed on this court. They're, as you said, the free throws. They're cheering for the other team. And the biggest one I saw is they were all chanting taco. They were all chanting taco at this for like... Now he went to university in Florida somewhere. So yeah, Central, I guess... U, UCF, University of Central Florida. Yeah, yeah. I think that's where he went. So that's understandable. Yeah. But again, it's like you have the Eastern Conference Finals, Boston versus Miami. You think Florida would have a grudge or something against Boston? Like, and here they are, like, I... Walmart, Ben. Walmart. Bro, Walmart is catching some serious shade on this podcast right now with these comparisons, but it has to be done. The Toronto Raptors, we've been struggling. And I guess the question we both should probably answer is what do we expect from this team going forward? I think this could be its whole video, but. Firstly, do we make a trade soon? Because this season sort of replicate it, is emulating Masai Ujiri's first season with the Raptors, where there are some decent expectations. Obviously, we had Rudy Gay at that point. We had young DeMar DeRose, and we had Kyle Lowry, who had shown some promise on other teams. And we started off that year just atrocious, and then that Rudy Gay trade happened. We know the rest is history. Gravis Vasquez, John Salmons, Patty P come in, Chuck Hayes, and we end up becoming the third seed, making the playoffs, and have the best run in Raptors history. The Raptors are sort of playing at that level right now, below expectations. Masai Jerry, do you think he makes a move? Do you think he trades one of our bigger names for an aggregate of pieces? Do you think we go after a big name? And if we don't, assuming we have this roster, are we a playoff team? I don't think we're a playoff team, Ben, because I overhyped the Nets. They've lost a couple games now, but you have Mm -hmm. Brooklyn, you have Miami, you have Milwaukee, you have um, Philly. Boston, you have Philly, you have Indiana, you have Atlanta, who's been hot, and who else? Orlando, Charlotte. Like, I didn't think that the Raptors would be in the tier with Orlando, Charlotte, but that seems to be where they are. The Cavs, I mean, those teams are all doing performing better than the Raptors. So you you might even see the Raptors finish 14th, 13th in, in, in the East, which is absurd. But I don't know if imploding via trade is the way to go this season, because again, I think a lot of the Raptors are energy guys, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't know what the how that team would respond when they get back to Toronto. I, I feel yeah. like this is a tanking season, if anything, just to maybe get a draft pick or something. Yeah, I don't think we blow it up and go feed the tank and go Philadelphia 76ers 2014-2015 and blow up the roster. But 
a move here and there to maybe tweak our team, maybe get a decent big. And we're going to have a video dropping tomorrow on Marvin Bagley because that could be a guy we go after. But getting rid of the glut at the shooting guard position, especially where Terrence Davis, Matt Thomas, Nick Nurse has even come out and said he doesn't want to play them right now. So I think figuring that situation out, getting a team that's a little bit more balanced could make sense for us to be better. I'm not in the same camp as you. I th- if we don't make any moves, I think we're the seventh seed in the Eastern Conference right now. I start off the season at two. My my hopes Please. have dipped. My my hopes have dipped. I still think we're not as bad as we've been playing. Again, we've had a 10-plus point lead in all of the games. So that's a team that I think can be fine. But it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, Riker. But you guys are the best to make this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all the cool stuff. Check out the TikTok. Got a lot of fun stuff going on up over there. Got the Raptors Digest website happening. Riker, you have any last words? I see you counting. See you TikTok. Dancing. I'm counting. I'm counting. I'm saying we're at best the eighth. Atlanta is way better than the Raptors this season. Bro, one of those teams are going to fall off. The Nets, they're trash, bro. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Cheers.